0: This is... The- Welcome to the pump this is nick shannon i got a special episode with you for, you for you tonight um i have dr erica jones here she is a special guest so y'all thoroughly going to enjoy it tonight um a little bit about her she is currently a board certified family medicine physician in georgia and in california um she's been featured in websites articles organizations including black enterprise the Dothan Eagle. and Southeast, Southeast Alabama Youth Services. She looks, she's looking forward to like impact the world in a positive manner and emphasizes the importance of education and healthy living for all people. Y'all give a big hand and big welcome to Dr. Erica Jones. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? I'm Great. It's good to have you on. Um, kind of give us a little background about yourself so the listeners understand and kind of know who you are and what you do.
1: So once again, I am Dr. Erica R. Jones. When I say I'm a board certified family medicine physician, uh, that means that I actually had to uh, go through a couple of extra steps um, after residency, uh, pay a little bit extra money, study a little bit harder, uh, basically pass a a board certification test and keep up uh, continuing uh, medical education uh, courses basically uh, continue to stay on top of my um, learning and and basically make sure that I am up to date with with the current information in terms of the guidelines and things of that nature. Um, There are some people who practice in arenas who are not board certified and no shade to them. I just, you know, uh, do give my room to take up space and, and I will preface with that I'm a board certified family medicine physician so you have family medicine doctors out there uh, that do a wide variety of things um, that's why I tell family medicine because you literally could take care of uh, someone from the womb to the tomb so family medicine physicians can deliver babies uh, they can take care of you basically From infancy um, until death, they take care of geriatric patients. Uh, Some family medicine physicians uh, do laser hair removal. Uh, They do joint injections. They do colonoscopies and endoscopies. There's a very, very wide breadth of uh, practice. Uh, So what I actually do is um, mostly take care of uh, adults right now. Uh, I was able to focus on... uh, where I felt I um, may develop a niche, and my niche has been just being able to be there for patients when other providers may be out, or uh, maybe sick, or maybe on vacation for whatever reason. So I've typically been a floater um, or like a filler uh, type uh, physician in, in, in some positions. Uh, and other positions I have worked in uh, urgent care clinics. And uh, when I was in Huntsville out of residency, I actually helped to uh, start an observation unit in the uh, certain department of their uh, emergency room. So I've done a lot uh, in my short amount of
0: time. It sounds like it sounds like you're the doctor's doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah, I try to be there. I try to be there.
0: Got a little bit of everything going on. So how does your your upbringing kind of playing a role in you making the decision to go the route that you went.
1: I was actually raised in a house with my grandparent, my mother, my uncle who was in a wheelchair and his son, uh, who was my actual cousin, but we were raised as brother and sister. So I actually got to see the care of multiple individuals. Uh, Throughout my childhood, uh, from you know being at the pool with uh, my cousin at the time, um, he had what was called an Audi, uh, his belly button, and having to be rushed to the emergency room for that, to going to doctor's appointments with my great-grandmother. Uh, while my grandmother was, you know, transporting her back and forth and running different errands for her. So I really got to see so many different realms of the healthcare uh, spectrum at a young age. Gotcha. And I understood how important it was to, you know, be able to be in a position to help people take care of themselves. And I've always prided myself and, being good in math and science and those are uh, the fields that you definitely have to excel in in order to be successful in medicine.
0: Gotcha, so, so basically your your family and the events that happened with your family kind of led you on the path that you decided to go into medicine and um, when you initially went to college you, you knew this is what you wanted to do?
1: You know, when I was younger, I actually said that I wanted to do everything. Uh, I was very goal directed. I wanted to be the best, so I made all A's. Um, to the, I, I was so successful that I actually started taking college classes while I was in high school. So I knew that I wanted to do something in terms of uh, healthcare, uh, whether it's you know being athletics or you know therapy or Something of the sorts. I knew I wanted to do it, and I knew I needed to learn about the business of it as well. So I've done a a lot. I actually started off taking just basic courses uh, like uh, English and AP History, things of that nature, so that I could get that out of the way and delve into the classes that I knew that I was actually going to need in terms of anatomy, physiology, and things of that nature. So I had a non-traditional path, just starting off in high school. I actually went to FAMU for a semester for business school. I knew that I needed to learn how to do business, um, and I'm actually still in the learning process now. But I ended up at uh, Troy, and I ended up graduating with a biology degree and a chemistry uh, minor. So bachelor's uh, from Troy and uh, after that i i went straight to uh medical school
0: okay so so you, you kind of bounced around a little bit and then found your way and then you decided to go into the medical field after kind of bouncing around a little bit
1: right
0: gotcha gotcha so um when did you actually start um getting into writing
1: i've been writing my entire life um one of those things that my mom always encouraged. I'm not sure what age I was. Maybe about five or six. I was extremely young. Uh, she bought me a box of blank books. And she has a book somewhere. The first book I ever wrote it was called The Magical Mushroom. and uh, That book, I illustrated myself. I wrote it myself. and It's somewhere laying around uh, either at my grandmother's house or possibly somewhere in a a box. Uh, But my mother really encouraged me to be expressive in terms of uh, my writing, in terms of my speaking. I was a a young orator. I would go around to different churches and and do speeches. I won oratorical contests um, as a young woman. So it's just one of those things that I've always participated in my mom, you know, made sure she uh, enrolled me in young authors conferences and things of that nature. She would drive me to different cities and you know, we would uh just kinda sit there and and try to hone in on my craft.
0: Okay, got you. So you were one of those kids on Easter Sunday came around, you had the long speech. <laughs> Exactly, I had a long speech. <laughs> yeah, long speech. I know the feeling. I uh, that was myself, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you had the long speech. Okay, exactly. So it, it started exactly. At early age, and it kind of the they
1: literally people. had us doing everything in church, and and that's really you know where I developed a lot of my my talents as well in church.
0: <laughs> that's and 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 that's an indicative of. Of the upbringing that you know, the church kind of helped develop what you later on become to use, and you know, um, you kind of don't see the same thing happen in churches anymore or in society where they're developing kids to have those same skills uh, that we had growing up.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't speak on it. You know, I don't have any children. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not a member of any uh, particular church, gotcha. so I, I really can't speak on that at all. Um, I do hope that there is uh, some of that going on uh, in, in the homes and in the different uh, programs, whether or not it's in, in church or not. You know?
0: Yeah, I definitely encourage it because it, it helped it help build, help build me to who I am. You know, having to stand in front of a room and and uh, start speaking at an early age and you're nervous and it helps you get over a lot of fears and things at an early age. There, just you out. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I was definitely through out there. So you wrote your first book at a young age. Uh, when did you publish your first book?
1: So I really didn't publish my first book until I was out of medical school, uh, my first year of residency. Uh, that's, that's when I published my first book. And it actually started off as you know, just kind of a journal, just writing my thoughts down. Um, I was going through a lot. I was, I was grieving uh, the loss of uh, someone who was very special to me. Uh, my cousin, who was like a sister to me, she had passed away. And I used my words uh, on paper
0: right.
1: to express myself uh, versus, you know, talking to a lot of people about it. Uh, I've, I've tended to like to just express myself on paper and to do a better job of expressing myself on paper and writing right. my words uh, than I have, you know, been in any other uh, form or fashion. You know, as we as we age, we get better at things. So uh, that's that's uh, when I published my first book,
0: called okay. "Jewels of Joy." Jewels of joy. Um, so mm-hmm. so you you use writing as Is it kind of intertwined with um, wellness or mental health?
1: So writing for me is a form of, you know, self-care. And I'm sure other writers can definitely attest to the fact that certain words and thoughts will not leave you alone until you get them out. Uh, There are certain concepts, uh, there are certain events that happen in your brain and there's no way that you can just leave them bottled up and packaged up. So writing for me has always been a form of, you know, unpackaging, releasing certain thoughts and certain emotions that may or may not have been, you know, very healthy for me to just keep in. It's been a form of self expression for me. And I, I definitely feel like it's kept me sane for so many years. Oh, okay. And even, you know, times where I may not have felt like writing, just reading someone else's writing or listening to someone else's writing, you know, just music therapy. Um, that is a thing.
0: Right, <laughs> um, right. And I, I'm, I'm more the listener versus the uh, the actual writing part. Um, uh, I do my little thing where I listen to, people talk positive words or positive thoughts or positive things. It kind of opens up a whole new uh, mindset and starts my day off, you know, with someone else's words, not necessarily my words being written down.
1: Do you typically listen um, to like YouTube videos or do you have one particular person that you listen to?
0: So really it started off with um, YouTube motivational videos and then it's kind of evolved into um podcast and you know different podcasts I listen to and and one in particular that I listen out is um a guy named Ed Milet and uh absolutely awesome and it kind of starts my day off with a podcast just positive thoughts positive words and it helps me kind of sort things out in what he is saying.
1: How do you spell
0: or uh, Ed how do you spell that? So it's Ed E D M L Y L E T T.
1: Okay, I have to check that out. And, uh,
0: check it's that called out. his podcast is called Maxed Out. Okay. A pretty good show. Yeah. He brings a lot of different people on from different perspectives, and they talk and kind of an interview style, and it, it's it's great. I I enjoy it.
1: Okay. Yeah, cool. I have to check it out.
0: Most definitely. So do you have a little something for us to sample of some of your writing for us to listen to?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, so my third project um, I recently finished, it's called uh, F This Job. So if you go and search for it uh, on uh, Amazon, there's a paperback copy that's available. Uh, it's available on Kindle. And um, it is also available if you are an Apple user on the books app for uh, electronic copy. But you can also order uh, Amazon Prime. It'll be there uh, fairly quickly. Uh, Amazon, you know, it's going to be there. So just if you search for F asterisk CK space, this space job, the art of transition, and then Erica R. Jones, M.D., so it's E-R-I-C-A-R- j-o-n-e-s-m-d you will find that uh you'll find that uh the reviews are all found and the first chapter uh, is actually a sample that's available for free so what i'm going to read uh for you guys is the um final paragraph in that first chapter and um hopefully uh you enjoy it and if you want to Read more, and you can definitely go and download their free sample. The whole uh, first chapter is free. It's, it's seven chapters, so the first chapter it is called uh, Insanity. So it starts off uh, this last paragraph. How many days out of the week do you feel like your processes are overloaded? If you've never felt like that, then just close the book and continue with your life. As for me, I knew that I needed a break. Stuck sucks. Whether it's related to traffic, work, relationships, or residence, understanding that it is temporary is the key. Another option always exists. Believe in abundance. No matter your circumstances, you have the power to change. Therefore, I said, Else this job, and that's the end of the first chapter.
0: Okay, most definitely. Um, it, and most definitely, she said you have to get the book. Um, it's actually a great book. Um, able to dig into it and read it. Um, it it definitely entails some some information that's eye opening and enlightening to an individual to kind of help them understand what she means by um, after this job. And um, it's something definitely to take a look at, especially this day and age for our society. It's definitely something I recommend you get and read, mm-hmm. most definitely. So, and, and and so, what really made you come up with that title? So, I
1: came up with the title as I was actually frustrated. Um, I've been going through a lot, just in terms of. Um, trying to balance my love for medicine and my love for people uh, with the love for myself. You know, Uh, a lot of times work would just become, you know, repetitive to the point where I was doing everything that I knew I needed to do, but I still wasn't finished with all of my duties by the end of the workday. So I just found myself, you know, looking and saying, man, I'm doing all this work and I'm not really getting compensated for a lot of my time. So do I continue to just sacrifice my time and sacrifice myself? No. Right. okay. No. So once again, it really kind of started off as like a journal. It's just me expressing myself. And the more I wrote about it, the more I I vented some of my frustrations, and it just kind of evolved into this piece of work. And um, I motivated myself to just continue to write, to continue to jot down thoughts. And uh, it ended up just really, really coming together. And I, I included some questions that I had to ask myself, you know, while I was transitioning, because I knew I couldn't just quit. I knew I had to transition. uh, So that's why I said, F this job, the art of transition. There is an art to transitioning.
0: And I I like how you put that, because a lot of times we get tired of something and we be like, F it, I'm done, and then there's no plan. There's no plan behind it.
1: Exactly. So it's just one of those things when people first hear the title, they're like, dang, you are just telling everybody to quit their lives? Like, come on now. You can't just be encouraging unemployment out here. But it's really if you, you know, kind of look at it, if you dig deeper, I'm actually giving some direction with the subtitle at the job, The Art of Transition. There's an art to transition. And, you know, we're all artists right? in our in our own lights, and our in our own rights. And that's kind of what, you know, keeps us well and realizing. Um, how creative we are and that we do create our own life with our words and with our thoughts.
0: Most definitely. I definitely agree. And that. and that's why I'm reiterating that this is a must-get book because, uh, like I said, in this day and age, um, the art of transition is important for us because most of us are not staying in jobs like our parents were, I 30 years. And, and you need to know how to tactfully Transition to another job and be able to prepare yourself to you know better things in your career. And this book right here is a stepping stone, in teaching you how to do so. So therefore, that's what I'm saying. Man, get this book. F, f your job, f this job, excuse me, f this job. Um, as um, Dr. Jones said, you know, Amazon is Amazon, iBooks, and um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are the main Amazon, sources, Kindle, and Kindle. So like, and it's
1: coming, um it's coming to Audible. It's a process. Um it's it's a process, but it's coming to Audible, coming soon.
0: So, so for the, so for those of y'all that don't like to read, you're gonna be able to listen to it. So she got it, she covered all bases for you, uh, for this book. Um and I I'm I'm definitely gonna reread it again because there's a lot there's a lot back into it. There's a lot packed into it. Um Definitely. And, and, and that's what's so special about it, um, having an individual like Dr. Jones be able to come on the show and, and express. And we're definitely going to have her back again. Isn't that right? Definitely. Well, definitely I'm supporting
1: you. I'm excited, excited about, about what,
0: what you're doing. Because um, she has a lot of information, and people that have a wealth of information to share. We want to lean on and learn as much as we possibly can learn from. Um. So as I'm kind of wrapping this up, I always leave and ask one question. When you leave this world, what would you want to be remembered for? What piece of work would you like to be passed on um, once you leave this world?
1: I don't ever plan on actually leaving this world. As a scientist, I know that, you know, energy is neither created nor destroyed. So my energy is going to last forever. Um, this energy is going to be uh, packed into books. It's going to be packed into poems. It's going to be packed into people's stories. Uh, it's going to be packed into, you know, podcasts, like right? uh, What you're doing, Nick. It's, it's going to be packed into the lives of children that I've um, babies that I delivered, their grandbabies. So I don't ever plan on leaving, you know, this this world. I definitely uh, want to be remembered as being evolutionary in every sense, and and being brave enough to uh, believe that uh, my words can be transformed into wellness. Um, and I just want people to to be specific with their words and be specific um with with what they want and and when they don't feel well and we're all going to have times that we don't feel well so when you don't feel well use your word. you know so many people use uh so much other things weapons and things like that but when you don't feel well just use your word
0: most i love that answer to um i don't ever plan on leaving uh because i'm gonna leave so much behind my energy is going to stay here and Uh, everyone that I touch is going to pass it on and pass it on and my energy is going to forever be here. I love that answer. It's a beautiful answer to a question that many have trouble answering and you answered it flawlessly. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Jones, and we're looking forward to having you again. Um, again, go get her book F the job. Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, my Instagram is motivating sister. Um, M-O-T-I-V-A-T-I-N-G-S-I-S-T-E-R. The book has an Instagram at F-C-K-T-H-I-S-J-O-B. You can find my other works on my website, www.dedicateddreamsenterprise.com. Thank you so much.
0: Follow her, subscribe, buy her book, get involved get everything she got going because something special and uh we're looking for seeing a great thing from her later on all
1: right thank you thank you i look forward to uh our future endeavors
0: most definitely all right now you just finished listening to the pump like subscribe and rate this podcast